Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 243 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... How are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Still surviving in isolation. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else. We've been doing this two weeks or one week now. I can't remember. But uh, I think it's two weeks. I can't yes, remember. But... Days blending into each other at this point. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a while yet. Anyway, how have you been? Uh, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Other than some stuff I talked about recently, uh, of course, Disney Plus came out last week. Yes. Um, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some specific shows. I know that you've got Clone Wars written down so I'll leave that until later but uh, being the Toy Story guy that I am I do love Toy Story has been there you know, pretty much since I've been born and all that um, checked out some of the uh, shorts uh, on there I've checked out all the shorts that, that are on there um, yeah. you've got the two kind of original ones uh, the Disney Plus originals which is Lamp Life yes. which basically explains why Bo Peep isn't in uh, Toy Story 3 right yeah, uh, yeah. And, and goes into some of that and it's you know it's about 8 or 10 minutes long and it's a, it's a good short kind of just quick explanation as to why she isn't there uh, I thought that was good uh, it does have Woody in there as well and uh, some other stuff going on but I thought that was that was pretty good not too much to talk about with, with that because it's like you know 10 minutes long uh, then they've got uh, I think they're releasing these weekly but the four kiosks a question yes yeah I uh, think that's first, a weekly thing yeah yeah the first one's about what is money uh, the second one is I think what is a friend I can't remember exactly the title right. of the second one uh, but the first one yeah what, what is money and you've got uh, Ham of course you know the piggy bank of Toy Story uh, yes. trying to explain it to him and uh, yeah, that, that that was pretty fun as well. Uh, it's funny when um, Forky kind of distracts himself because he's like messing about with his own eyes because of the way <laughs> that he's built. So I thought that was pretty fun as well. Uh, so good to, even if it's only for half an hour in total, it was good to uh, return to the world of Toy Story. So yes. uh, that that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, they did also have, um, I'd seen it before, but they've got one with Rex where he goes into a bathtub with other toys and they have this kind of water episode right. in a way. That, that, that was pretty funny. Rex kind of gets like lost or something because obviously Rex is Rex and uh, he, he tends to do things like that. That was pretty fun as well. Again, kind of short and sweet. Uh, I think that one's again like five or ten minutes or something. Uh, they got another one which is Ken and Barbie not getting married but having their first kiss and they go right. on this little makeshift Hawaii va- vacation sort of thing which uh, <laughs> the, which the gang kind of put together for for, uh, for Ken and Barbie. I thought that was fun as well. Especially what happens. I won't spoil the, the whole thing but what happens at the end was, was pretty funny as well so that was good um the, the two that they're missing is uh terror of time i think it's called and um there was another one i've forgotten the name of it but th- there's two that i think aren't on there at least the ones i can't find because they got like collections for everything haven't they and right. i clicked on the yeah. toy story collection and it, 
wasn't in there. Obviously, Toy Story 1 through 4 is on there. But, uh, yeah, just good to return to that world, uh, even if it's for a little bit. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have to watch the uh, second episode of the yeah. Forky thing. I've not uh, checked out soon. the shorts yet. I, I will have to go and have a look through those. Okay. They've still got really great production value, even for just some shorts. Well, of course. But, uh, yes. It's yeah, Disney so. and Pixar. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was good. There's a new um, Call of Duty map that's out. Not too much to say about it, because I've only been on it twice. Because I went to play on the game on either Saturday or Sunday, and it was like, oh, you'll need an update. I was like, great. Here we go again. Another <laughs> 70 gig to do. So uh, that did take a whole day, basically, to update. And I thought, oh, I hope this isn't just like a playlist update date thing which they can do quite easily and then i was just playing you know my normal cyber attack and this new map comes up i was like oh don't recognize this thing it's called uh candor hideout it's basically this grounded level it's got like streets and stuff and there's this little field kind of thing uh and the the, the awkward thing when you go on a new map is you don't know where the windows the corners places you can get shot from are and uh, in a fast-paced kind of mode like cyber attack it's useful to know where those areas are so it took me a little bit to get used to that and uh sort of getting shot from different places yes. that I didn't know were there but uh, yeah, it's it's actually co- uh, quite small which is helpful as well but uh, that was good that's one of their maps where like if you've got the higher ground then it's a lot easier but that, uh, that game that... seems to spend a, a, an inordinate amount of time updating yes. things Yes, it Which, does. you know, is fine as long as the updates are small and fast, but it doesn't seem like they are in most cases. So. No, no, they're not fast. So yeah, that's yeah. a bit annoying. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was good. They added a couple of other bits and pieces. I think they've only added one map, but uh, one map is, is, is perfectly fine. Yeah. So that came out, Pez 2020 coach mode. I'm near the end of my first season and um, I was chasing Man City for the title. I was two points behind. And well, you can guess who I lost to. I lost to Liverpool. Of course I lost to Liverpool. Yes, in the uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was playing really well, and uh, there was this little cutscene thing with um, I think your uh, coach or whatever is talking to the manager that you're controlling, and he's like, "Oh, you know, we're in a really good run of form. We should be able to beat Liverpool. We did it last time. I went two 0 down, and then there was like ten minutes left. I was like, oh, I can maybe get back into this, and then uh, only scored one goal, lost. So that was <laughs> particularly annoying. And Henderson scored as well, uh, so that was even better to add to the add to the pile. Well, I'm it's glad you. Like, I'm glad you're getting your football fix somewhere. <laughs> right, right, yeah, because it's all stopped at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah. but yeah, he's got this really great free kick. I was like, he wouldn't do that. So uh, <laughs> that was fun as well. But I'm still in the other competitions. I could still win the league, but I'm running out of games to, to do so. So we'll see. By the way, the coach mode is where, just to quickly kind of explain that, that's where basically you still pick the team and the tactics, whether or not they follow those is another discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you basically just watch the game kind of play out. And uh, obviously you can make subs and, and change things through the game. So it, it's pretty, fun to do but they make some weird decisions at hey, we're, we're about six months off them actually having to do that instead of real football the way the right, things are going right. you yeah. just run like you know FIFA or Pez matches there's live mm. football uh, yeah we'll see what I win at the end of the season uh, and then the last thing I have to talk about is a dead set which is Big Brother having zombies in it basically it's the yes. Channel 4 house thing. Yes. I don't know what they changed from the yeah, channel I remember that yeah saw it but uh, yeah it's got a couple of um, you got Adam Deacon I think is in there and some some other people uh, Davina of course who used to run it on uh, yes, Channel, Channel 4, 4. she, she, yeah. she uh, makes some some appearances and some cameos and stuff I won't spoil what happens to anybody but uh, it, it was quite good the camera work was awful though there's well, a lot I, of scenes I guess where, it's like, supposed to be I would have thought maybe sometimes it's a little too awful yes bad. yeah where it's like okay were you holding this camera or shaking it or like, what, what are you doing but yeah. uh 
it, it was good for some for some zombie stuff. It was sort of like, okay, how are these zombies actually going to get in the Big Brother house? And they give you the answer to that. I was disappointed with it in the end, uh, especially the, actually the, the way it ends, which obviously I won't spoil either. But uh, it was good. It, it had some good ideas, but I don't know. It didn't quite fulfill its sort of potential. That, so where, that where is that? Is that on all four or is that? I think that's all on all four, but I watched it on Netflix. But it oh, should be. okay. Yeah. Four. I'm pretty sure that that's uh, like a Channel Four original, yeah. um, but no, that that was that was fine. It it was it was okay. Uh, I mean, for zombie stuff at the moment, I'd recommend The Kingdom season two and Well Walking Dead at the moment. So uh, yeah, other than some other stuff, that's uh, the other things that I've been up to. Yeah, gaming wise, I'm still on Star Trek Online, and uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying playing through that. I'm I'm slowly coming to the end of the actual episodes because there's the the way that Star Trek Online is split up is they have strings of episodes which are basically kind of seasons so you play through a storyline which is is essentially a season and there are about i'd say 15 of those so you follow one particular storyline with your characters and you level up as you go through um i'm i'm about two from the end at the moment but uh, they were a good kind of variation of bringing in classic characters bringing in original characters either from voyager or deep space nine or next gen or even the original show as well so there's lots and lots to get into there plus there's home, so much other stuff to do in that game as well so uh, i'm thoroughly enjoying playing through that stuff there's and it's it's free so you know if you've got a console or if you've got a pc and you're looking for something to do that will waste some hours while you're stuck on in lockdown star trek online is definitely one worth picking up you can spend money in that game there are things like lock boxes and if you want some of the bigger ships you can buy coins in game currency and get coins that way or you can actually earn some of the ships as well so uh there, there are a variety of ways of getting things but you can essentially play the whole thing for free if uh, you want to it's really good fun and it's a good way of uh, wasting some time if you, uh, if you want to do that uh, but uh, yeah so that's star trek online i'm still playing through that tv wise there was quite a lot of uh, new stuff that started this week um batwoman finally landed in the uk uh i had actually already seen the first episode for when I was in America. Um, I know you've watched the first episode of this. What do you actually think of the Batwoman series? That's good so far, yeah. Um, the pilot's got some some really great stuff in it and uh, Alice looks pretty cool in the series. Uh, is it Rachel Scars something? Yes, Scarsden. Scarsden, uh, she's, uh, I think. really stealing some spotlight. So um, yes, yeah, we'll good. see what it's like when it goes forward, but uh, I thought that was pretty good. No, I'm enjoying it. I like Ruby Rose. I think she's a, a good choice. I actually think it's working pretty well I mean, it's got that kind of Arrowverse twist to everything. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I I think it it works pretty well. Obviously, we've got the crisis coming up this week. Uh, The second episode is going to be missing for nine weeks because E4 are idiots and they won't put out the uh, crisis episode first as much as... That's going to be interesting the day after crisis goes out because first episode of crisis goes out, we're recording this on Monday, so Supergirl goes out tonight. It's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is to towards E4 online after that episode goes out and people realise that episode two is missing. Because mm. as much as we've been ch- 
shouting about it, the amount of people that have just started to realise that is quite surprising. So uh, I will be interested to see whether there is a deluge towards E4 to say, why aren't you airing the second, you know, the, the Crisis episode early? But we'll, we'll see what happens. Black Lightning is also back as well. That's the entire series has dropped on Netflix. So I'm working my way through that because that was one that I didn't catch up with in the US. So I'm, uh, I kind of saved that until I was back here. So I'm working through that. I'm struggling a little bit with the opening of this because they ended the last season with the entire city in lockdown and the ASA, which is this sort of anti-meta group that are trying to sort of get hold of metas in control of the city. And I'm just struggling a bit with this storyline because you've barely had any black lightning in it. I mean, the first few episodes, he's not in it at all. It's about, I'm five episodes in, I think he's shown up twice. So it's just, it's grating a little bit on me. And uh, I'm going to be interesting to see what that's like when it catches up to, because I'm assuming episode nine of that is also Crisis. I mean, it's not part of directly the Crisis, but obviously events of Crisis affect the episodes after it. So very interested to see how that changes once you get up to that point. It's awkward how you've got, okay, so Sky's obviously going to be running, you know, the four episodes Mm. they've got, all the the Black Lightning seasons available, so you can just go and watch the ninth episode, but then you've got like Batwoman, which is just getting left behind. Yeah. It's uh, it's a bit awkward. It is. It's awkward and it's ridiculous and, you know, it'd be much easier if this was all in one place. We've got this new Stargirl show, which technically isn't directly part of the Arrowverse at this point, but you can bet once it launches on CW, there's a chance as a star that will get folded in as well at some point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hopefully, that, that gets picked up. Yeah, soon. I, I hopefully, um, we, we haven't got a UK channel for that, but I'm hoping Sky decide to manage to leap on that as well. Supernatural is back for season 14 as well, which of course is one season behind the US. However, the way things are going, we may end up with the season 15 finale running at the same time in the UK and the US by uh, Mm -hmm. the way things are working out right now. Um, But we'll we'll talk a bit more about that. I I mean, I'm just very happy to have Supernatural back. It left it in a very interesting place at the end of the 13 season so uh, that's nice to have back in terms of uh, Disney of course Disney Plus launched The Mandalorian and now officially is out in the UK although I suspect a lot of people have already seen it first couple of episodes of that I absolutely adored I think it's it's a wonderful different take on the Star Wars universe I think it's beautifully directed it's so much of that actually was shot in studios rather than outdoors and you wouldn't know it's Okay. So much of that is on blue screen. It's there's some behind the scenes videos wandering around. Uh, if you go up and check on YouTube, there's some behind the scenes stuff on there, and so much of that is actually done indoors. But they've done an amazing job with the CGI on it. It's quite incredible. Yeah, I think it's it's great so far. Uh, Baby Yoda's cool. So yes, we knew about that obviously almost immediately. But because um, obviously you can get like different merchandise and they're going to make loads of money off that. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great series so far. And it's it's really good to see. I mean, it's kind of obvious in a way, but it's still good to see it. Like, of course, they put loads of money into their films, but they're obviously still doing the same thing mm. with... Um, 
with their TV shows. And I, I expect the same, you know, kind of quality when the MCU shows start or with yeah. the other things that they do. I mean, it's a bit different to something like, okay, if you're doing the world according to Jeff Goldblum, that's not going to require the same stuff as something like a Marvel or a Star Wars series. But uh, nonetheless, all, all the shows and all the things pretty much on there have been, you know, the quality that you, you expect from uh, Disney. So they're, they're doing some some really great work with that as well. That was another show I watched actually was The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, the first yeah. episode of that is on what the Americans refer to as sneakers. Um, and uh, <laughs> the, the yeah. ridiculous amount of money there is in the sneaker market in the US of like, you know, people spending literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on sneakers. Uh, it's insane the amount of money there is in that and there's like these huge kind of sneaker con things where people go and get exclusives and stuff it's mm. madness I, I didn't know that was a thing like a sneaker convention no neither did I uh, well I mean I, I knew that there were big markets and there was I mean I remember there yeah, was yeah. a story of a kid I think that made an absolute fortune from just selling rare sneakers but um, yeah it's crazy crazy the amount of money that people will spend on these things so uh, mm. that's really fascinating I have only watched the first episode so far, but uh, yeah, The World According to Jeff Goldblum is another great thing on Disney+. Plus. I think they previewed that first episode on the National Geographic channel as well, yeah, on, on yeah. Sky. So if you haven't got Disney+, Plus and you want to see that episode, it should be kicking around on, on Sky On Demand, because they did preview it on there as well. And, uh, yeah, because yeah, they sort of said like it's on the National Geographic channel, and then all of it's on Disney+. Plus. So yeah. I, either way, you can, you can watch it. So Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing, of course, is Clone Wars, which I know they've got the new season out, but it's been so long since I've seen the old episodes, <laughs> I can't remember how far I got through with it. So uh, I've gone back and just started watching it from the beginning. So started off with the movie. I know you've... Is this the first time you've actually watched them? Yeah, yeah obviously I've seen all the nine films and that, and uh, I haven't seen Rebels or Clone Wars or anything. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I didn't think the film was that great, but I do think that the, uh, the actual series itself kicks off things pretty well. Yeah. Yes, well, that was but, the general uh, consensus when it came out, I seem to remember. Right, right. Uh, but I've seen, I think, five or six episodes so far. It's it's pretty good. I'm kind of wondering, because it's, it's in between episodes two and three, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, it's still that sort of pre-Anakin turning into Darth Vader. And you've you've got this really interesting dynamic with uh, Obi-Wan, uh, Ahsoka, and Anakin, where like she's supposed to be his paddle one, but then Obi-Wan's still kind of keeping tabs yeah. on Anakin and, and kind of guiding him. I'm, I'm finding that trio to be really quite interesting as well. And Grievous's, Grievous's droids... <laughs> pretty funny that they always kind of yes. get themselves killed in that and just like when one of them sort of like tells uh, Grievous he's done something wrong they, he just like smashes them in the head and they break yeah. them but you, you just get them in the next scene anyway uh, yeah. I do like how they're all voiced by the same guy cause it's kind of like watching the same funny character die over and over again yeah. in, in funny yeah. ways and I think that's that's pretty great I, um, I think that was always the great thing about the droids in, in that was it gave them a way of being able to just put mindless death without actually killing anything on yeah. screen so yeah, uh, yeah it, it was a great invention that and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the droids they're really there's, fun. there's one particular scene where I think Grievous destroys one of them and then uh, is it Count Dooku is it he's like you know you shouldn't do that because they're really expensive and then they have a bit of an argument about that right, I thought yeah, that yeah. was pretty funny but uh, yeah it's a great series so far it's my first time through that and Rebels obviously I'll get to Rebels afterwards but uh, I'm kind of one of my not concerns but one of my kind of questions is because it's like seven seasons at the moment isn't it? Mm. and uh, one of them is uh, you know, running at the moment the seventh season I'm kind of wondering how you can do seven seasons of that particular story they manage it uh, yeah, so. yeah they manage they manage it pretty well um, Ahsoka I, 
like I remember when a cycle was first introduced, she wasn't particularly liked. She was kind of this annoying kid psychic, but grows so much over the course of that and further on in Rebels as well. And she's become such a beloved character now. Of course, we mentioned last week that it looks like they're going to introduce her into Mandalorian. Mm. So um, it's kind of interesting to see that character change and grow throughout that series and become quite a fan favorite, which is really good. But yes, the stuff about the droids, I've, I find hilarious. And uh, <laughs> I remember this, there's a bit in the movie where I think one of them gets pushed off this like ledge and, yeah. uh, in, in sort of anger and you hear him yeah. kind of fall going, why? <laughs> as he goes down, it's really yeah. funny. That, that was really funny as well. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> love that. And they, they've had some great fun playing around with the comedy and that. So yeah, Disney Plus, I mean, you know, what, 60 quid for the year is it now? Um, something like that. It's, yeah, 60 for the year and then or six for the month. Yeah, so. So, I, just uh, the amount of stuff on there, it's such a good bit of value. That it's oh, well it's an enormous catalogue. Yeah. It, absolutely enormous. You've got like literally decades worth of, of that sort of stuff. Yes. So, uh, not, not to yeah, mention the, the, like, you know, 30 years of The Simpsons on there, which I haven't right, even gone well. there. But yes. Uh, so, yeah, definitely worth it, I think. It's just purely for the volume of content it's worth going on there. And you've got all the movies. Uh, there was the, the Lady in the Tramp thing as well you were going to mention yeah which nobody else has mentioned yeah there's a um, live action it, lady in the trap on there that nobody seems to have paid any attention to no it's been out since because it launched with it november and I, I even forgot about it myself like yeah you know, over a period of time and then the uh, the big banners at the top of disney plus i was scrolling through them just looking through the app and then the last one on the right was the lady in the trap i was like oh yeah they did that and yeah, i was like wait a minute a live no action talked that, about yeah. this yeah so nobody's nobody's mentioned it at all <laughs> it's like just nothing so um yeah it's i mean there, there is some good stuff on there i'm very interested to see what else they bring up as well and i am slightly miffed that you can't just binge your way entirely through the the whole of mandalorian but there's enough other mm. stuff on there i think to keep people interested as well so uh, that's that's been good and uh, yeah definitely worth paying the money for you know for that sort of price so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news <laughs> 
for the Netflix audience, unfortunately. So that's got canned after one season. Delays. There are obviously a lot of delays due to the coronavirus. One of the big ones, The Walking Dead, is going to have its finale delayed until later in 2020. I mean, this is unfortunate. And it sparked quite an interesting discussion when I post this of like, well, haven't they shot it? Isn't it all in the can? How can't how come this you know can't be put out? This is ridiculous. People don't seem to understand that just because a show is on air doesn't mean it's finished. Yeah. The amount of shows, I mean, as we will come on to talk about in a minute, the amount of shows that are on air that don't have the entire thing in the can when they go on air is insane. I mean, you know, certainly with network shows where they're going out weekly, it's very, very likely that certainly at the start of the season, I mean, if we're seeing with a lot of things this, this year, they're usually only a few episodes ahead in most cases i mean we've spoken to composers where they're actually writing the music literally two days before the thing lands on air so they work very close to the wire in a lot of cases uh, in the case of the walking dead although the principal photography so the whole thing is actually filmed but they're having issues getting some of the post-production done and that's why they've had to push it it does bring up the thing because we had said last week about beyond worlds the spin-off series that's been pushed later in the year and originally we thought they were maybe that was maybe because they're holding it so they've got some Walking Dead content because obviously the 11th season of Walking Dead isn't filming right now whereas it it would like run into filming that so we thought maybe they're holding it because of that the other possibility is that they're holding it is because of the fact that there may be something in there that ties into the finale of season 10 of the main show so it's possible that the reason that they're holding Beyond World is because of the fact that it reveals something or covers something that is covered in the finale. So we don't know exactly but there is a fair chance because the original plan was to run the finale of season 10 and then run straight into Walking Dead Beyond Worlds. Now they've moved both of them and I rather suspect that maybe that's a story reason rather than just so they've got something to fill the gap. But uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. We don't know when they're going to bring that back. It'll be a case of when they can get the production finished. Uh, we yeah, don't know what they're Just whenever this thing either calms down or, or goes away. Yeah. Just going to depend on that. And no one knows when, when that's necessary going to be yes so, so uh, the other big show that they've mentioned is going to be cut short is Grey's Anatomy season 16 of that 21 of 25 episodes were completed when production was halted the remaining four episodes is to be determined uh, the status of those so we don't know whether those remaining four episodes will ever actually get filmed or whether they'll get tagged onto the next season or whether they'll just be ditched entirely and they will just run you know a normal season but the storyline will get continued over in some way don't know right now not entirely sure what's going to happen with those but uh, it will be short by four se- four episodes that just on a side note 25 episodes is a lot for a season <laughs> yeah it is Grey's Anatomy and yeah. you know it is a procedural yeah. and some of the procedurals run 22 25 episodes right. um, yeah. the other two ABC Shondaland shows which is Station 19 and How to Get Away with Murder uh, those are not affected because they both finished production before the lockdown went in place so uh, they will run out as normal which is in interesting because I think there was possibly some more crossover stuff between Grey's and Station 19 later on in the final four episodes so 
Yeah, because oh. it starts with a crossover. Station 19 starts with a crossover, and there was talk of them ending with a crossover as well. And that obviously, uh, I mean, I don't know whether that's just going to end up with some of the characters being kind of one-sided or... I. I don't know what's going to happen with that. We'll have to see. Mm. What I've done is gone through the other US shows which are on air, and these are US shows which will air in the UK, because they're obviously everything is shut down at the moment. So upcoming shows for the autumn season, that is going to be a mess as well, because there are a lot of things which would be shooting now for autumn, and they're all delayed. So we're going to have problems when it comes to the autumn season. Things are going to either be delayed or they're going to be missing episodes. Um, but what I wanted to do was just go through some of the shows which are on air in the US at the moment and either have aired in the UK or are starting to air in the UK or are halfway through in the UK. So um, US shows currently that are going through issues right now, Supernatural Season 15, obviously we've just started Season 14. Supernatural Season 15 is going on hiatus from Episode 13 the, out of the 20 episodes. And this, of course, is their final final season they basically stopped it at episode 13 and it will return for the remaining episodes at some point they will i think one or two episodes away from actually doing the finale and that of course is a entire show finale so Mm -hmm. rather than just come back with the finale later in the year they've stopped it pretty much halfway through uh, slightly over halfway through episode 13 so they're going to split the season in half ish and hold the rest of it until later on in the year when they can do the finale and um, what that means of course in the UK is it won't make any difference to us directly because we've got the whole of the 14th season to get through yet but it does mean by the time the if they run that straight into the 15th season by the time the 15th season go out in the US we might actually end up running pretty much level sort of a week behind or fairly close to the US because of this delay once the season 15 goes out but we'll have to wait and see Empire also has a similar problem in that is the final season Uh, the production is halted on that final season it will return at some point they don't know when Uh, Empire I think actually was out technically without a UK broadcaster right now but uh, for people following that that was one show Superstore it has a similar kind of issue because they've they're ending it at episode 21 of 22 so their finale is going to be missing and the big news out of that of course is America Ferreira is leaving that show don't know how this is going to affect her departure because presumably the departure is in the finale I guess so yeah so yeah they're they're ending that one before the end and uh, that maybe we'll see that tagged on to the next season season six or it may be that they put that out as a special at some point in later in the year don't know but that is going to be missing its finale episode all the chicago shows will end early so uh, they're at various stages but they are also all gonna end as will fbi which hasn't aired here yet at all but uh, all the chicago shows are going to be cut short so um the, you're going to be ending in weird places with weird finales for all those uh, the Arrowverse, The Flash has shot 20 out of 22 episodes, but The CW are holding the final six episodes, so they've stopped it at episode 16. They haven't officially said with Batwoman and Supergirl, but it, it, it looking the same for those shows as well, because they seem to have stopped at episode 16. We don't know whether they're going to come back later in the year. Uh, it looks like with Flash, they are talking about bringing them back later in the year, or it's possible they may shorten the seasons, but um, 
at the moment it's looking like they're just going to hold it for later in the year until they can finish off that run so Batwoman was on 19 episodes out of 22 and Supergirl was on 21 out of 22 uh, Flash was on 20 out of 22 so they have got some episodes in the can but they are holding them back. Legends and Black Lightning. Well, Black Lightning is all already out. Legends was a shorter season as well because they were only, what, 16 episodes, those runs, aren't they? So uh, they both finished filming and had already wrapped. So they will be going out in, well, Black Lightning's gone out in full. Legends will go out in full. Um, The Stargirl, which is the new show, they moved the premiere of that back a week in the US. Uh, Still not got a UK broadcaster for that at the moment, but that's going to be airing on C from 19th of May for that. Riverdale has also stopped early. That may have a shortened season. That had done 20 out of 22 episodes. Uh, SEAL Team had done 19 out of 22 episodes, so that is probably going to get cut short and they'll either tag those on. Yeah, with most of the procedurals, what they're doing is they're just cutting them short. And it may be that the episodes get tagged onto the next season. It may be that they don't and they just we just lose them and the story gets moved into the next season. We don't know. New Amsterdam, second season of that is going to end at episode 18 of 22. Uh, They have actually shot 19 episodes of that, but one of them was based around a flu pandemic and they kind of thought maybe probably shouldn't be airing that right now. Um, The uh, series creator actually said the world needs a lot less fiction right now and a lot more facts was what he said. Uh, So uh, yes, they're taking that episode out. So they have shot 19 episodes of 22 but they're they're taking one out so it's going to end at episode 18 unfortunate irony Daniel Day Kim who was uh, due to join for a guest star arc was joining the hospital to fight the pandemic in that episode in that flu pandemic episode recently tested positive for coronavirus so uh, yeah that's that's a rather unfortunate irony but uh, he's doing okay he's self-isolating and he's doing all right but yes unfortunate irony that he was on a tv show mm. about a pandemic and then caught it that's a uh, gin from lost isn't it yes that's gin yeah. from lost yeah and from away vivo as well um right. Other shows affected that are likely to have shorter seasons, Dynasty, all the NCIS shows, so that's LA, New Orleans, and the main NCIS, The Good Fight, Charmed, Goldberg Schools, The Blacklist, and Young Sheldon, all likely to have shortened seasons, although we haven't officially got confirmation about what's going to happen with those. Uh, Shows not affected. The final season of The 100 managed to get everything in the bag, so that, when that returns, is all wrapped. Hawaii Five O, which, again, we know is a final season, that is all wrapped and Modern Family, which is a final season as well, that had all wrapped. So those will have their final seasons in full when they return in the UK. Well, Hawaii Five-O is running at the moment. I think Modern Family is running as well, actually. Ron 100 hasn't started yet, but all three of those are on their final seasons and they had wrapped production, so we'll get those as they should be. In terms of other pickups, we have a few new pickups. Uh, Future Man, which is returning for its third and final season, uh, but it's not coming back to sci UK it's coming onto Amazon Prime they have picked it up but they are airing it on the same day as Hulu in the US so uh, it airs on Hulu in the US and Amazon Prime in the UK on the 3rd of April so uh, technically we get that eight hours before they do if that's the case then Hmm. Um, but yeah 
Yeah, so they're, they're airing that on the same time on both sides of the Atlantic, uh, which is good if you're a fan of Future Man, but that will be the final season of that. And uh, it sucks if you haven't got Amazon Prime and you're watching it on Sci-Fi UK, but uh, it's moving on to Amazon Prime for its final season. On Sci-Fi UK, though, they have picked up Vagrant Queen, which is a show uh, made by Sci-Fi US. It's got a completely bonkers trailer. If you want to go and look at that, it's up on the website. That's what Sci-Fi do. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's looking pretty kind crazy uh it's about a a child queen it's a sci-fi she goes from child queen to orphan outcast as she scavenges the treacherous corners of the galaxy always one step ahead of the republic government out to extinguish her bloodline um it looks nuts it's looks wonderfully silly it's a comic book adaptation i quite like the look of this it looks like a fun bit of escapism so uh that's vagrant queen coming uh 15th of april i think that's a wednesday at uh, 9 p.m on sci-fi uk if you want to go and yeah, watch that. that's two days before my uh birthday on the friday there so. you go and um another interesting bit of coronavirus scheduling killing eve season three for the first time is actually going to be running on iplayer the day after the u.s rather than holding it for a box set it launches on 12th of April on BBC America and then it's coming the 13th of April on uh, BBC iPlayer. They're then running it Sunday nights on BBC One as well from the 19th of April and it will go out weekly on Sunday nights from the 19th at 9pm. This sparked a discussion as well when I posted it about how come we, the old thing about every time we mention BBC America, it's like, well, if it's BBC America, how come the US are getting it first? Do, you know, we pay our licence fee, all that sort of stuff. BBC America is <laughs> not funded by the license fee that's a common misconception it is not funded by the license fee it's a joint venture between bbc studios and amc in the us which is why killing eve goes out on bbc america and amc in the us bbc studios although it is a subsidiary and owned by the bbc is a for-profit company it's a commercial company it doesn't take any license fee money arguably it helps keep the license fee where it is because it gives the bbc an additional revenue stream that means they don't have to beg to push the license fee up even more than it already is it actually helps keep the license fee down and uh, makes the bbc money by giving the commercial revenue stream but it is a separate for-profit company that and that's the bit of the bbc that owns BBC America so it's kind of BBC in brand only more than anything else if you're thinking about it from that point of view as a public service broadcaster that is why it goes out on BBC America it's because they pay for it and it's a commercial venture it is not a license fee funded thing so um, that is why we get it afterwards but it means that we are getting it the day afterwards now which is great so that's yeah, all that's good, good. under bad circumstances but uh, yeah, yeah, that's good it is um, good because it, it was a little bit annoying to wait for the box I mean, we've yeah. got the show eventually, but uh, yeah, next day is always, I mean, the preferred option. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the BBC, they are obviously left with huge gaps in their schedules due mm-hmm. to the fact of things like, you know, all the events are cancelled, which, you know, we've got Olympics cancelled, we've got Glastonbury cancelled, we've got Eurovision cancelled as well. So what they've they've done is tried to put some things together to help fill some of those 
those gaps. In June, when Glastonbury would have been out, uh, would have been its 50th anniversary this year, which is such a shame they've had to cancel that. But uh, what they're doing is something called the Glastonbury Experience. We don't know exactly what this is going to be, but they're describing it as being in the spirit of Glastonbury. They are trying to create a weekend which will be a sort of connected event across radio, TV and online with amazing performances for you to enjoy from the comfort of your home. So obviously, I mean, whether this is just going to be like the artists that were going to be performing at Glastonbury performing in their houses, I I honestly don't (laughs) know what that's going to be, how they're going to pull this together. I mean, I guess it's entirely possible you could do it like that. You could do it as sort of them performing in their back gardens and stuff. That may be a way of doing it. The idea is that it will try and have the spirit of Glastonbury and they're trying to pull something together for that. So that's going to be Glastonbury experience in June. I want to sort of echo something that you said, I think it was last week with uh, Bex. It's great the way this industry is like, okay, filming certain things from home and the way they're managing to to throw certain things together, like like some of those late night uh, talk shows. I think you mentioned Conan O'Brien was was doing something like that as well. It's it's good the way they haven't just sort of been like, oh, well, we'll we'll do the show when it comes back. They're still trying to do things and entertain people, which is, uh, which is great as well, but with uh, within you know safety. I think yes. that's really good. Yeah, Conan's doing a great job with that. Uh, the mm-hmm. Daily Show is doing a fantastic job as well. The Daily Social Distancing Show, as it is now, um, <laughs> that has been running out on Comedy Central in the UK, and they're doing a fabulous job on that. But again, doing everything from home with Trevor Noah doing it from home. You've got a lot of those shows doing it like that. They're actually doing something, going to be have to do something similar over here. One of the interesting ones, which I is sort of not particularly genre in any way shape or form but question time over here which to me have become completely unwatchable because of the jeering audience works so much better without it it's really <laughs> strange um because i think because the the panelists and the politicians that they have on don't have an audience to play up to you actually get reasonable political discussion on there which is quite important at the moment and yeah. you know they're still doing that with the studio they're still taking questions from the audience but doing it by video but it's actually become a watchable show again and i think things like that are quite important right now because obviously you want to hear from some of the politicians to hear what's going on and and that sort of stuff they've actually said that they may keep some of the elements of that format i i rather hope they don't bring the audience back i actually rather like it without the audience i think it's a much better show but um other things they're doing as well eurovision obviously has been cancelled they are bringing people together for a a this is graham norton for a uh new Eurovision broadcast called Come Together. Uh, that's going to be on Saturday, the 16th of May. It's going to feature classic Eurovision performances. Take a look at what have, would, have, would have been in the 2020 show, as along with interviews with some of the people in there. I'm, I'm guessing they may have some performances from some of the uh, people who would have been in that as well, because they're including a, an interview with uh, James Newman, who was going to be the Eurovision entry for this year. So uh, if you're into Eurovision, they've got a Eurovision show called Eurovision Come Together on the 16th and May with Graham Norton. There is a, a thing called Peter Crouch Save Our Summer, which is coming, which is a, a live entertainment show. It's Peter Crouch. It's uh, Maya Jammer, who is a, a Radio 1 presenter, Alex Horn and the Horn section as well. They're going to have Peter Crouch looking through his phone book and interviewing friends and stuff. They are going to be doing remote video links with that interactive audience stuff. They're going to have celebrity guests and comedy some sports stuff obviously because it's peter crouch uh, right. all done across video so that's going to be a kind of interactive 
video connected thing um mm-hmm. sort of entertainment show i mean peter crouch is funny and quite watchable i guess yeah he's he, he's good not the best footballer but he's he's good no, i mean he, no, he isn't playing football on this on this thing so that doesn't matter yeah, but uh, yeah. and he's quite entertaining to watch i think so you know yeah because yeah, obviously they haven't got things like you know match of the day at the moment and, yeah. and stuff like that so uh, they got to fill a bit of the sports gap that's been left as well. Yes. So, so I, th- I think this is the BBC sort of attempt to do a light entertainment thing that's kind of got a bit of a sports connection to it. But yeah. that's coming in summer 2020. I don't know an exact date for that yet. A couple of dates for things coming up fairly soon. Have I Got News For You is going to return on the 3rd of April. They've determined to bring that back. How that's going to work, I don't know, because uh, that's a comedy panel show. And don't know whether they're going to be recording that in a studio, whether they're going to do that by video links. I'm not sure. They, they actually said in the press release they will be in their usual seats come what may, although we don't quite know where those seats are going to be. So it could be that they're using some sort of video links to do it and they're going to have everybody on video links to do the panel show. It could be that they do bring them into a studio but have them responsibly socially distant like they're doing with question time don't know honestly but uh yeah that's going to be interesting to see how that works that's coming on the 3rd of april on the 10th of april they're determined to bring back graham norton as well so the graham norton show will be returning again that's another one that's going to be really interesting because they're talking about doing a chat show with everybody in remote locations and in most cases the guests kind of play off each other on that show because he brings them all out together I mean I I think you can do a chat show when it's a sort of one-on-one thing it might be a bit more difficult to do it with you've got like lots of people in there but I I don't know that's going to be interesting to see how well that works they're talking about bringing back the red chair as well but relocated to the comfort of your own armchair so whether they're expecting to people to throw themselves out of their own armchair I don't right, know yeah because um, you've got the, the lever thing yeah because they've got the, the lever thing so um, yes I don't know how that's going to work but <laughs> push yes. yourself off so yeah, throw yourself yeah. on the ground yeah um, so right. 10th of April they're bringing Graham Norton back that is returning they've also th- said the MASH report is coming back as well on BBC2 which is the topical political show comedy show again that's I think going to be from people filming from home i think that's a much easier show to do in that sort of respect because we've seen that done with things like you know the daily show and uh, last week tonight as well which is also returning again don't have a date for that yet but that will be coming back so yeah lots of stuff in there they're they're kind of finding inventive ways to keep people entertained and use the technology so yeah it's all good um, in terms of casting news, casting news comes again from The Mandalorian. On top of the uh, announcement we made last week, we've got Michael Bean. He's joining, apparently, as a bounty hunter. We don't know whether it's a named bounty hunter or who the bounty hunter is, but apparently he's been cast as a bounty hunter. He's a star of classic 80s movies because he played Kyle Reese in the original Terminator. He was Hicks in Aliens. He was uh, Lieutenant Coffrey in The Abyss. And he's popped up in a whole bunch of other things, uh, things like Tombstone and The rock and grindhouse voiced a bunch of stuff in video games and been in various tv shows as well but those are the things he's kind of known as an 80s action star more than anything else i think that's what people remember him as uh are you familiar with michael bean pretty much only from um from terminator which you know right, nobody yeah. will be returning to yeah uh, <laughs> yes. oh, terminator what what uh what happened there yes. uh, i mean I, I have you seen dark fate yet 
I can't remember. So, you can't remember. Uh, well. Yeah, that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> no, no, not very good. Um, but yeah, obviously, because pretty much no one will be returning to that. But I um, don't think so, yeah, no. it'll be interesting to see him in you know Mandalorian, see which bounty hunter he plays as, and uh, that should be a, a fairly good role for him as well, I think. But um, a lot of that cast is well freed up to do other stuff. Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger has been doing these um, videos with uh, I think his horse or his, his donkey, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Those, and yeah. Uh, yeah, those have been really fun. There was one of him. Um, where uh, he was on his bike chasing them around the garden that was uh, that was fun <laughs> yes. to watch so yeah. <laughs> but um yeah this casting seems pretty good it makes sense and uh we'll look forward to more mandalorian he's said to be a bounty hunter from mando's past although we don't know whether he's so. going to be friend or foe so hmm. rosario dawson of course is the uh, other person that's been cast who's uh playing uh, we believe playing osaka in the show that's not been officially confirmed like the previous casting none of this casting has been officially confirmed by disney i mean it's reported by the Hollywood Reporter so it seems likely that it's true because they're usually quite good at confirming their stories but Mm -hmm. uh, it's not officially confirmed by Disney at the moment so we'll have to wait and see those are the people that have uh, have been cast as far as we're aware for season two season two is scheduled for the autumn the series had finished filming obviously there is a lot of FX work and editing still to do hopefully Disney has the facilities to be able to do that in isolation and they should be able to get it on air I think as long as there's nothing that they desperately need to go back and refilm pickups and stuff hopefully they will be able to do that see I suppose one of the differences is uh, like Man- obviously Mandalorian's canon to Star Wars and that but it's not tying into anything at the moment whereas with the MCU shows like WandaVision and all that they have to time that in a certain way don't they because mm-hmm. they, they're obviously going to tie into the film so you can't just say like hey WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to come out at this point and we just kind of put it out there because it has to tie in story wise doesn't it so I guess yeah. with the uh, Mandalorian season too they're going to have a lot more leeway with that sort of thing so yeah i mean i guess with the mcu stuff though they've also pushed the movies back as well so yeah yeah pushed, yeah. The, pushed it all back as a as a yeah. bunch so yes but uh hopefully the mandalorian will be out in the autumn that that seems good. to be you know they they seem to be okay with uh carrying on with that and uh talking of things returning there has been a report that apparently little britain might be remaking a return um little britain i how how familiar are you familiar with this series because i was looking back at the dates and actually went thought i'm not sure how much matt will know about this because it ended in 2005 so i know enough about the series and i've seen enough about the series to come to a conclusion that i didn't like it right, so, <laughs> right. right okay yeah there are some bits of that show even though it was 2005 that i i don't think actually stand up today and you do make me wince looking no. at it there was some bits of it that you go oh i'm not sure you could get away with that now but uh yeah matt lucas and david williams have apparently held talks with netflix over bringing back the little britain series matt lucas was on radio 2 said we'd had a conversation with them a while ago so the seed was planted in our head we'd love to bring it back in some way at some point we're both quite busy boys but speaking often and one idea maybe we'll do the stage show version of it again uh it'll come back in from some form we're trying still trying to figure out what it would be there was then a report in the sun apparently so uh you know take it leave it whether you believe right. this is true that they've been offered something like three million to make it for netflix it will be interesting to see them maybe bring it back some bits of it were funny some bits of it words you know but it was a comedy sketch show you know so it <laughs> 
it's mm-hmm. bits of it hit, bits of it don't. I think just off my, this is just me guessing and giving you my own opinion because the only one I can kind of speak to. I'm not sure in 2020 or 2021, whenever that's going to be, how much of a success that can be in this kind of day and age. But I don't know for I, sure how, th- how will that work. Yeah, I think some of the characters will probably need tweaking a bit. And uh, yeah. they did bring it back last year for a thing called Little Brexit, which they did on Radio 4, because the oh. show originally started as a Radio 4 comedy. And they, they actually did a one-off show called Little Brexit, on which went out on Radio 4 at the end of last year. It was actually quite funny and worked reasonably well. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, I'm very much in <laughs> two minds about whether this will work back as a TV show, although and particularly if you put it on Netflix and they really have no guidelines that they have to stick to, like mm. they would on the BBC. So, well, in in the same vein of Lady in the Tramp, I don't see anybody talking about Little Britain kind of these days, and I don't really see anyone like kind of clamoring for it to come back. No, um, I, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some audience out there that that kind of wants it. I'm not sure. It's one of those things, a bit like Mrs. Brown's Boys being massively popular on the BBC, which I I, I don't mm. get, but there is clearly an audience for it. You know, so. Yeah. It's that sort of area. As he says, they are quite busy at the moment. Uh, Lucas has been announced as the new host of the Great British Bake Off, although the filming on that is delayed as well. That's not starting because that was supposed to start in a few weeks and they've obviously that's all shut down, so that's not coming back yet. And uh, David Williams is writing books and Judge on Britain's Got Talent and various other TV series and bits and pieces that he's been doing, although Britain's Got Talent, I imagine, is delayed as well at the moment. So, I mean, maybe now now is the time for them to get together and write some stuff mm. or not yeah. get together responsibly socially distancing and writing stuff over video Skype or something yes. yeah like plan it online yeah, kind of thing it. Maybe now is a good time for them to plan it together. But we'll see. Uh, that's no way confirmed other than said they'd had some talks with it, but it may be that we're seeing Little Britain at some point return onto Netflix. So that's all the news we've got for this week. Let's move on to some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> So highlights for next week. We have uh, Save Me returning for its second season, and we're now called Save Me 2. This is Lenny James's uh, show about a unique and unlikely hero accused of a terrible crime. This is uh, coming on the 1st of April at 10pm. That f- continues that story. Did you see the first season of that? I got about halfway through it and then got distracted. Um, okay. It was quite good from what I remember. Yeah, it, it was, was a good series. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, and uh, it's entirely Lenny James's baby as well it, it was produced mm. written you know stars Fantastic actor. Yeah, yeah great actor and obviously quite talented behind the scenes as well so yes that's back on the 1st of April at 10pm on Sky Atlantic Arrow returns for the final few episodes that's on the 1st of April at 8pm as well um, so uh, obviously that's that quietest episode which will start with Supergirl then be missing the second episode um, then uh, Grey's Anatomy season 16 finally that starts on the 1st of April at 9pm on Sky Witness 2nd of April you've got Legends of Tomorrow returns for the 5th season where's the Flash? Flash has already aired Flash airs Tuesday because we read out the dates from Wednesday to Tuesday 
because the show okay. goes out right. on Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Supergirl and Flash go out Monday, Tuesday, Arrow Wednesday, Legends Thursday. Okay. All so right. it's the same order as it always has been. Then over on E4, we've got Max with three X's, uh, which is a new comedy coming on the 2nd of April at 9.30 to E4. Max uh, centers around a formerly famous boy band star played by O.T. Fangbalani, who is trying to make his comeback into music in a bid to win back his famous supermodel ex-girlfriend. It looks quite funny. There's been some trainers kicking around for this, but uh, that's coming to E4 on the uh, 2nd of April at 9.30. Have I got news for you, as I mentioned earlier, is back in some form on the 3rd of April at 9pm for its 59th season. Wow. Uh, so yes, that's back on the 3rd of April on BBC One. Over on Apple TV, they've got Home Before Dark, which is a new dramatic mystery series which follows a young girl who unearths a cold case that the entire town, including her father, have been trying to bury. That's on the 3rd of April on Apple TV. Over on Amazon Prime, there is Tales from the Loop, which explores a town and people who live above the loop, a machine that unlocks and explores mysteries of the universe. That looks like a sort of amazing stories, Twilight zone type of, of anthology thing. That's on the 3rd of April. And then, as we mentioned earlier, Future Man, season three of that is coming to Amazon Prime. It's not on sci-fi. Third and final season of that on the 3rd of April. So a uh, few new things for you to go out and watch and uh, the entire Arrowverse being back as well this week. So uh, there's that. Finally, you get to watch the Crisis episode minus the second one. So uh, yes, tweet at E4 Tweets if you want to vent your frustration about that. Yeah, just ask them to release the uh, episode on all four or yeah. just air release, it or Release something. the Crisis episode, uh, even if you put it on all four. Yes, just just put it up somewhere. Um, so that's all the news we've got for this week. Uh, where can people find more about you? Entertainmenttalk.org. Like David said, I think last week uh, we're doing Walking Dead, Better Call Saul on Westworld because they all decided to come back at the same time yes got obviously two more Walking Dead instead of three but we'll be back whenever the show comes back no one knows when that's going to be uh, Twitter eTalkUK if you want to ask me stuff or just follow me on Twitter of course when things get posted tweets get sent out so that's a way you can uh, follow the content as well but uh, yeah it's only really football and uh, film reviews that are kind of paused at the moment because yeah. obviously nothing is coming out but yeah. um yeah, that's pretty much me at the moment. Yeah, so for us, you can go and visit the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. You can uh, get in touch with your questions and comments on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can uh, leave a message on the website post, find us at Geektown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektownuk. Stay safe, wash your hands, keep a responsible distance away from each other, phone your elderly relatives, make sure they're okay, and if they need anything, uh, look after each other and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.